0: The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www. ezrainstitute. ca. Most
1: irresponsible, disgusting pig alive in the
0: world. Shut
1: up for a second, please. We're in a cultural war. A cultural war. Talking to me like that.
0: I resent the fact that your implication that only you were an idea. The culture war is back. back. Back, 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 back. And away we go. The culture war is back. Everybody's back to work after a long holiday weekend and, uh, we're all good to go, it seems. Uh, joining us in the studio for the Culture War segment this week, Reverend Joe Boot, Senior Pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto. Good to have you back, Joe. Nice to be back, John. And Justin trache, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Good
1: morning. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Justin.
0: Good long holiday weekend, because uh, we're loaded for bear here. Got a ton of things I wanted to discuss, something that we had talked about in the last hour here in the program, albeit too briefly. Uh, a story about a petition making the rounds in uh, on the website change.org. It's... Uh, out of Nova Scotia, where local resident Christine Paduzwa, the petition's author, is calling for a porn blocker to be implemented in Canada, or at least she's asking the government to uh, consider uh, legislation that would make the service providers block pornography as a default position, and you would have to specifically be proactive and, and request that you have access. They're planning to uh, implement this in Britain before the end of the year and uh, she believes we ought to follow suit because of the debasing nature of pornography and uh, it's detrimental to kids and intimate relationships and so on and so forth i I think we know uh, what the arguments there are the question is whether this is an appropriate way to uh, fight the scourge of pornography if we can call it that the reverend joe boot what do you say
2: well i think that uh... if you want the sewer you should have to sign up for it i think this is actually a great idea um, as somebody has pointed out, if you were to walk down the street today and, uh, and a pervert flashed at you or whatever, he could be arrested for public indecency uh, or obscenity. We're in a situation now where children uh, often uh, being exposed as young as nine and ten accidentally, uh, often on Facebook and uh, various uh, Internet sites, um we need to be thinking about how to uh, protect those children. If it's if if it's a, if it's illegal in the street, why should it be uh, legal to purvey this stuff into the phones of, uh, of children? So I think that this is the Iceland as well. I think has been looking at that. They're considering a total ban. I think when it comes to the question of censorship, <clears throat> one of the things we have to do is recognise that we've created the, the problem that we're now trying to solve because. Uh, we've protected and legalized hardcore pornography. And uh, freedom in, in, in the West did not mean historically unlimited absolute freedom to do or say whatever you want. It was always circumscribed by law to protect mutual freedoms. And um, I think this now, when you look at studies, that it, there's actually agreement on the left and on the right. The Witherspoon Institute uh, a couple of years ago published a massive study at Princeton on this. of the sociological, familial, personal cost to society and to the family and to children of uh, the kind of um, debauched pornography that is now consumed at an an astonishing rate, 800 million rentals just in uh, the United States alone. Um, And uh, I think that this is something that Canadians may very well be interested in.
0: All right. Well, something preannounced. Well, let's find out, uh, Justin, from your point of view, perspective as uh, not just a spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Uh, do you think? Well, well, let's just go with that for openers. Uh, do you think this has some resonance? Would it resonate with the Canadian public? Uh, put controls on access to pornography.
1: Well, I think we need to be very concerned about these staggering increases in the rate of of pornography use, as, as Joe has pointed out. My concern is whether this will be effective, and I worry that by uh, suggesting to parents, and um, the Prime Minister in in Britain uh, made this suggestion very strongly, that children will be safe once this legislation passes. It might undermine um, education, which otherwise is the real way to... Um, prepare children for what they're going to see if not online than in the real world. You can't get around the need for parents um, and educators uh, to be hands-on as far as providing edu- proactive education for children. And if if folks think that a simple piece of legislation will do the trick, then I worry if um, they will be more lax in terms of providing that education. Um, you were talking about some studies, Joe, but I've also looked at studies. Uh, there is a couple of studies out of Uh, uh, The Department of Behavioral Sciences uh, at a number of American uh, universities uh, that have looked at um, meta-analyses of research done on the supposed correlations between watching and consuming pornography and engaging in, in violent um, sexual or other kind of violent behavior. And the evidence doesn't provide a correlation. In fact, sometimes there's a negative correlation. Um, researchers are, are providing theories as to why that might be. One idea is that it's somewhat cathartic. If you're looking at, at uh, uh, softcore porn, let's say not violent porn, I'm not talking about that, then um, uh, you, are, you are perhaps less likely uh, to engage in, in actual uh, dangerous. Right, or so yeah, yeah. some but
0: positive outcomes are some of the research
1: does show that, and uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying one theory to account for that is is accurate more accurate than another, uh, but simply that there's no actual evidence when there you look at these meta analyses. research needs
2: to be done. The issue is that though, is the, is the pornography today is not the pornography of my parents or grandparents' generation hard pornography is defined today by violence either in language or action and the depravity and the debasement now that therapists are dealing with uh, with people coming into their uh, clinics to get treatment because of what they've been exposed to children uh, traumatized by what they're seeing i think we all recognize that a single piece of legislation isn't going to doesn't do away with parental responsibility, doesn't do, with edu- yep. uh, deal with, uh, do away with the necessity for educating our own children. We're talking about, though, protecting people from what is now being shown in terms of neuroscience, Cambridge University, Dr. Valerie Voon, as a recent study has shown that this is essentially, in terms of the pleasure centers in the brain, it's an addiction. It's right, so as addictive it's like as heroin public, or cocaine. You're saying it's a public health issue. It's a public health issue, absolutely. So
0: what serves the public good? You're saying we need restrictions on what you can access on the Internet.
2: When you've got one in four d- d- uh, divorces citing add- addictions to pornography as one of the causes, you know but you've got a major social I, I think we're problem.
1: all in agreement with the dangers of, of pornography. And just for the record, certainly I, I do believe there should be laws against... Uh, child exploitation type pornography, uh, uh, violent, gratuitous pornography. I'm talking about these filters. And to get to my other point about effectiveness, these filters, which are overly broad, uh, which, uh, which are very difficult from a technical point of view to implement in a way that you're going to only weed out pornography, not weed out, say, educational sites or support groups that talk about pornography, say pornography addiction. It's very hard to design a filter that will weed out pornography, but not support groups for those who are suffering. And Joe's quite right. There are the, many who do from pornography addiction. So when Prime Minister Cameron says uh, to uh, uh, to the the, the technotypes out there just find a solution you, you guys are smart you can do it I think he 's underestimating um, how the internet works. I think he misunderstands the way in which filters can be set up to protect without being too broad.
0: Okay, but in its most simplistic term, you would have to proactively seek clearance from the ISP, Mm -hmm. from the service provider. So your default position is you can't access anything. You'd have to ask to access it. Now you can access whatever the heck you want.
2: Right. I mean, the idea here is, I mean, I understand there are certain technical challenges that and filters certainly aren't foolproof. You can put filters on your computer to protect your children at home, but uh, teenagers often find a way around them. Uh, I think we recognize that. Um, the, uh I think the objective going forward is to try and find a way in which uh, if people want to access that kind of material, which there, some people are going to do, then you should have to sign up for it. When, when we would put when your we were name on a list
1: up, that might be accessible to the government via these new laws that circumvent privacy that we're hearing about in many countries. Well, every I, time I'm you a do bit a Google, every that.
2: time you do a Google search, you can't get away from that in the modern technological age. You do a
1: Google search. Doesn't mean should got a actually record. support government legislation that would provide these kinds of lists. I'm
2: saying that the internet being uh, essentially now a, a vehicle by which addictive type drugs essentially can be injected straight in through the eye, that we're facing new challenges here that need to be addressed in a serious way by concerned citizens. If Canadians want this, if Icelanders or Britons want this, uh, I think it should be uh, uh, seriously looked at.
0: Well, you know, I was musing earlier that maybe uh, in the UK, I don't know about Iceland, but uh, perhaps social conservatism has uh, come about as a result of uh, maybe waves of immigration from certain areas in the world where... There are still social conservatives who are unabashed about it, you know, and I I don't know if we've got that critical mass or where the thinking is or where the the moral compass is set in this country or social mores or community standards, but we'll find out. I'll open the lines. I'm curious to know if people would support this online petition. It's only been up for about a week and it's got, what, 4,500 signatures. That doesn't seem like a critical mass that gets any politician's attention in this day and age. But if it were to be uh, hundreds of thousands of people believing this to be an appropriate response to what some see as the blight of pornography and all of its deleterious effects, would you support porn blockers and you, you can only get around them, let's say theoretically anyway, by asking to have it lifted at your own home or wherever your computer is located? Porn blocking. Do you believe that's uh, something we ought to look into and the government should support? Yes or no? That's our first order of business with the culture warriors this morning, the Reverend Joe Boot from the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and Justin Trottier, a spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Before we move on to other matters, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, for it or not?
1: All
0: right, let's get back into it quickly here with a porn blocker idea. This is going to be implemented in the UK, and Iceland, I believe, as well, but Here in Canada, there's a petition going around that wants to see uh, ISPs having to be notified. If you want to get porn, access it on the Internet. You'd have to ask for it uh, to have the blocker lifted, and therefore the blocker would be your default position. Would you favor such a thing? Because uh, obviously we've heard about the detrimental effects of pornography on young people as well as anybody uh, in this society, so... That's where uh, these folks are coming from, uh, somewhat of a moralistic point of view. Jerry, uh, or Terry and Whitby, what do you say? Porn blockers? Good idea?
1: Absolutely not. This is censorship, pure and simple. Uh, Would Fifty Shades of Grey or the Vagina Monologues also come under these kinds of restrictions? You have to ask to see them. Are violent websites next or anti-global warming websites to be blocked? Uh, This is all about government control and censorship, and should be absolutely opposed well, I think the caller makes a valid point. It's, it's similar to the point I was making. And, and when you look at the way the porn filters in Britain are actually working out, uh, we have seen online rights groups point out that the filter does block certain support groups, as I was referring to, uh, eating disorder websites, suicide-related websites, um, because the topic... Topics of discussion are broad, and they might overlap in some cases with topics that are uh, legitimately um, those of the fo- those being focused on by this this legislation and the filters that the legislation is is empowering. So it's it's very very tricky uh, to get the mix right, and I, I, it, it hasn't worked in Britain. All
0: right, but let me ask Joe Boot the question then. If we've got this moving target, you said that pornography today is not your grandfather's. You know, or your father's pornography? It's uh, We're ratcheting things up. At what point do you think intercession could be justified, or do you think we're at that point right now?
2: Well, I think we're already at the point. Look, I'm not surprised to hear men vociferously defending pornography. 80% of hardcore porn us- users are men. Uh, there's an exploitation of women issue here, as well as the exploitation of children. What is? I think we just need to give our heads a shake here and recognize that the con- what is being consumed online... In terms of porn, the stuff that teenagers today are watching are being exposed to and being traumatized by, uh, just because the uh, in, something is available and can be viewed doesn't mean that the society should allow it. Look, there's lots of f- forms of speech that we don't allow. We don't allow libelous speech. We don't permit perjury. There are various types of things in, our, in a civilized society that we say, as a culture, we're not going to expose our children to this. We're not going to allow, We're not going to foist this on, our, on, on our, uh, our, our community, our social order. And we have reached a point, there seems to be no question about it, and there's broad agreement on both sides of This is not a left and right issue. This is a question of what do we want the future of our society to look like? Our children are being sexualized, often addicted to porn, by the it's, age it's of 14 It's not a left and, and right issue, and
1: it's also not a men versus women issue, so I'm a little startled that you brought gender well, into this. I, absolute actually, gender actually, on absolutely. Gender is absolutely a if I can finish porn. If I can finish, on the Facebook page where this petition, with its very low and modest 4,500 uh, supporters... Is uh, is, is posted. just up where that petition is posted. I have seen many comments from women, including one that I read this morning from a female painter who thought that this petition um, and the legislation it would support would be way too far because it might, as per the the petition's own language, capture legitimate uh, works of art uh, that would otherwise be caught by this filter. And, um, well, I've the seen question
2: some, of the difference between art and pornography has been discussed for a very long time. But I, but a, I, and as there are no real... But this real, is not art. Come on. There's no Justin. real
1: consensus on those matters. No, but <laughs> it, look, the devil is in the details. When you start talking about filtering, and you have these broad-based filters, which in the case of Britain have been catching legitimate websites But you can and sign up for it, If people want the cesspool in their house, they can sign up for the sewer. That's the point of and this. And they can opt out to... of receiving it. I would much rather see warning messages pop up the way before you choose to go to a movie for example you know what the rating is and you can choose to go to the movie or Justin not just porn the movie. is the seventh a, largest industry
2: in north america similarly These when you go to a porn based website already. a warning could all, come up yeah, but they're already supposed to do that they're already so requirements in, so enforce they the don't. actual
1: law that exists right now rather than creating laws that are going to work even less effectively how's
2: that more easy to police than saying we're going to make people sign up to receive this kind of content
0: all right, let me yep. get uh, to Sean and Etobicoke. What do you say, Sean? Do you support <laughs> porn blockers or not?
2: Uh, John, no, no. nowadays kids hardly uh, watch porn on the PC, but they themselves engage with another, uh, with the help of uh, chat rooms or with their smartphone and uh, to broadcast each other. I don't think doesn't make any difference. All they need is a webcam, voila. And also, it's it's a, it's a responsible of the parents who should be... Uh, watching the kids, how, how they behave, you know, uh, porn is everywhere. I don't think hardly kids nowadays, uh, I, n- I never heard any any kids watching porn and get caught to their parents. It's all depend on uh, who they uh, communicate, how, how they communicate. Nowadays, all they need is a small... Uh, uh, all right, so you're
0: uh, saying icon. there's so many ways to work around it, but it, you would leave it to parental discretion to police it that way. Uh... And your point is, uh, well taken. I guess it's, uh, you know, a lot of people do believe it still resides with education and, uh, within the individual family. Um, I wanted to, uh, dovetail with something else, you know, bringing up kids and, uh, pornography. There's, uh, a, a symposium happening at the university of Toronto on the 19th of this month. So it's, uh, just over a week, well, it's less than a week away, uh, called sexuality, childhood, and classroom life. And, uh, its keynote speaker is a Dr. James Kincaid from the University of Southern California who's authored several books on the sexualization of children. He does push certain taboos, talks about maybe accelerating the sexualization of children. That's considered so controversial. Our good friend Charles McVitie uh, with the uh, Christian Family Coalition is suggesting that uh, this guy not be allowed into Canada. Uh, there were other advocates, including an op-ed piece recently uh In the National Post, I believe, that calls McVeady a free speech hypocrite because he'll advocate for certain types of free speech, but not for this individual. Well, I ask you, uh, I'll start with you, Justin. Is this a free speech issue or is it a moral issue that justifies exclusion or censorship?
1: Well, I have to admit I'm not um, that familiar with the scholarly work of of Professor Kincaid, so I I can't comment in great detail. But from what I have seen, and, and uh, what people say of his work, it sounds like he definitely touches on on taboo sensitive topics it It doesn't sound however like he is advocating pedophilia in any way and The problem is anytime you talk about a sensitive subject, whether it's pornography or uh, child sexualization, um it is always easy to offend certain people, to be perceived by certain groups as going you know beyond. You know the ex- the uh, acceptable limitations of of uh, of accepted discourse. So it's it's very easy in those areas, and that's why, especially in those areas, we need to be uh, very cognizant of why we have free speech protections. Um, so I so, so I do think it's appropriate to have them, yeah, to have them bring these topics up, that, so that know, there can be conversation drawn, about some, these issues. Some
0: adults are drawn to children as sexual beings and uh, objectified children. Yeah, that's a taboo for sure. But I mean, that's a that's, fact.
1: As you stated it, that's that's simply a fact. And to, to, to make that claim um, and to use that claim to open up a legitimate conversation, I think that there is room for that. Uh, the other topic is, of course, Charles McVitie, and I agree completely, and I've seen this from debating him, that he is very hypocritical. Um, he has brought himself in people like uh, Geert Wilders who who are very contentious. He's argued for – for uh, uh, folks like that, these these very provocative politicians to be allowed into Canada to, to say some very uh, controversial things. But isn't there things. a difference?
0: I mean, we use the word taboo, like one is a taboo, and Gert Wilders is just, some see him as being extreme in his politics, uh, but there might be a difference of how people see this on, through their moral compass. Let me ask Joe Boot, is this well, a, a guy who uh, <laughs> we might reconsider allowing to come into the country at a symposium?
2: I, I think that this exposes the, the, the fact that what we're dealing with here is a conflict about... Uh, um, which uh, kind of speech and which kind of material should be allowed to be disseminated. I mean, let's be fair to Charles for a minute. His, his show was cancelled on television because he was deemed as by the ethics board or whatever because it was deemed to be, wasn't being fair enough to various positions. Um, and uh, now he sees Kincaid being let in to propagate his ideas at the OISE, the OISE. Uh, what do we call it here the uh, Oise. <laughs> uh in a context forget. let 's remember the context right now where you 've got educational establishment figures in Toronto charged with making child pornography we 've got uh, a premier who one of her, f- her first commitments when she came into office was to reintroduce the radical sex ed curriculum and so there is a there is a whole context here within which this man is being brought in to teach teachers now. <clears throat> the question becomes what kind of a society are we going to be? As I said before, libel, perjury, apparently speech that uh, incites hatred, uh, we are uh, censured in this country. So do we want uh, uh, speech uh, censured that is pushing the envelope on the sexualization of children? Now, I don't think that I find these kind of academics odious. Of course I do. And, uh, you know, following along this notion that all these moral values are simply social constructs. The father of all of this, Emil Durkheim, the laws of sociological method, said criminals are pioneers to the morality of tomorrow. So you don't censure criminal activity, because that may be the shape of tomorrow. tomorrow's morality. Mm-hmm. So all this is a reflection of the fact that you've got Christian values on the one hand that shaped Canadian society and now very different ideas being pushed through the educational system. Which do we want in our social order? Charles is Asking that kind of question, maybe some will say he's being hoisted on his own. But there's a difference here. between
1: legitimizing all of these ideas when you talk about introducing them into the social order. Nobody's arguing that all these ideas are equally legitimate and should all be, you know, uh, e- equally part of our, our social our social order as a society. But that's very different from saying that they should all be allowed to be expressed. Pre- sure. In some cases, precisely so that we can show how they differ from the established social order. I agree. Isn't there a place for that? that absolutely. I'm not, I'm not talking
2: about any sense of absolute censure. But, but is, it, is this a role
0: for government to get involved and say, uh, this person, I mean, because I guess McVitie has actually petitioned the uh, Immigration and Citizenship Department saying, keep this guy
2: the heck out of Canada. Is this a, something well, that... Well, there's is, people who want to keep Ann Coulter <laughs> from coming well, to speak. that's speech, true. Right? And, but, but and, and, we'll, and we'll stop, we'll say she's going to be arrested. Fr-
1: I would say they're equally free <laughs> speech hypocrites. Right. Ch- Charles has also, for example, <laughs> protested the uh, Darwin exhibit at the Royal Ontario Museum in 2008. He held a, a loud and and I would say hateful protest. He he compared Darwin to 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 a racist. He said uh, many av- evolutionary scientists well, are, advocate racism. I mean, he didn't present any 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 evidence or or explain any of those statements he, he called for the royal ontario museum which among other things has a mandate to promote natural history of which evolutionary science is the cornerstone of natural history he wanted to have the the rom and the okay, government I, I
2: mean i'm not on the, the show to defend everything charles has done the descent of man darwin's book is a racist but i think there's
1: an interesting conversation here about free speech consistency i always try to be consistent I, I, I hope and and, and uh, expect the same from political opponents. Sure. The question is, where is the line? In the sense uh-huh. that I doubt that you would support the propagation
2: of a Nazi party here in Toronto uh, that was fundamentally anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, and was. I mean, would we support that? Would we say that this is the kind of uh, political perspective we wanted to allow free space and free reign in in, in Ontario? I mean, there is absolute libertarianism, uh, which comes down to the question today of in terms of education and what our teachers are being taught, what kind, of, what kind of taboos do we want pushed in our society? Societies have always drawn a line somewhere. The question yep. is, where are we going to draw ours?
0: Well, I've got to draw one uh, right here and now. We're done for the day, guys. Wish we had more time, because there's still more in the hopper. We'll have to get to another occasion. Uh, we'll cap it at that. The Reverend Joe Boot, Senior Pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and Justin Trotje, Spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, Justin. Good Thank heady you, discussion. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.